The Everything Apartments podcast is provided with support from the Apartment Association of Greater Los Angeles, better known as AGLA, serving residential landlords throughout Southern California through education and advocacy. Visit aagla.org. Welcome to the Everything Apartments podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christopher, and on this podcast, we cover all topics of multifamily investments, from buying and financing properties, day-to-day operations and management, and also reinvestment strategies. This is episode 30 of the podcast. Scroll back in whatever podcast platform you're using. We've got a whole bunch of great episodes with some really great guests and timely topics. You know, those recorded six or nine months ago. It's probably still very relevant, and I'm sure you'll enjoy those. Before we get started, I can't resist but share a wonderful personal experience as I'm a really proud dad this week. My 19-year-old son, Alex, made it through 10 weeks of U.S. Navy boot camp in Great Lakes, Illinois. And I got to see the graduation ceremony last week. Uh, It was a wow. I've really never felt so proud in my life. So he shipped off to his school in Florida and will be soon working on the flight deck of the USS Ronald Reagan, which is stationed in Japan. Awesome job, Alex. You're going to do great. Every so often, I like to dedicate an episode to looking at the Long Beach apartment sales activity and cut through the fog and look at some real data. If you're listening to this, this is one of those episodes you might want to go back and review on YouTube because we have a few visuals for you today that might make some sense. Before we take a quick look at Long Beach, let's talk about the overall market. Most people know that interest rates have been on the move for real estate loans lately, but let's reset what happens when we go from being in, say, a 3.5% rate environment to somewhere closer to 6 That would be on a like a five-year fixed apartment loan. It all starts with buying power, and buying power is a factor in every real estate sale, and it basically equates to having a lender bless you with getting the loan you want on the property you want to buy. Just a few years back, lots of apartment sales were going through with a 25% down payment, and right now that same property will take somewhere between 35, 40, maybe even 45% down. And why is that? That ties directly to the debt coverage ratio, which we covered on episode 28. That's two episodes back. And if you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to give it a shot. It will give you some better background on this topic. But basically what drives the bank's loan amount is the debt coverage ratio of the loan payment. Banks like to see a net income, and that's the free cash flow you have after you're paying your expenses of 1.4 times the monthly loan payment. Basically, they buffer your net income so that they're confident that you'll perform on repaying that loan. Right now, with the higher rates and them maintaining that 1.4 times ratio, the bank is going to give us less loan dollars now than they were before, and obviously that increases the down payment. Another thing to think about is your in-place financing on buildings you have now Uh, Many owners did a refinance over the last five to seven years, and many of those loans are reaching the end of their fixed rate period. And I've got a few of those, and I'm already starting to talk with my partners about what we're going to do when we approach 2024 and 2025. It's a great time to pull out your loan documents and see what the reset parameters are. How fast and how much does it go up? Does the current loan escalate at a moderate enough pace where you can kind of suck it up for a little while? Uh, do you need to think about refinancing immediately or is it time to exchange into something new? Some of my partners and I are actually talking about that. Feel free to give me a call and we can kind of discuss strategy on what 
we're doing over here and how we might be able to help you as well. Okay, let's jump into what's going on in Long Beach. When I started doing brokerage in 2006, I dedicated myself to studying this market better than anyone else, and I still carry that practice today. I've analyzed almost every apartment sale that's gone on here since 2010. Everything you see here today is my own data that comes from actual sales activity. It takes a lot of time to drive every property, database the information, and then distill it. I don't buy or copy anything from a website. So if you like what you're seeing here today, you can rest assured you get the same level of precision when we help you buy or sell a property or when we manage a property for you. I decided to do a little overlay next to the five plus units that I've specialized in for 16 years and see what the three to four unit market, how that relates. Three to four units are obviously most of the time, a lesser sale price, but another component that we also see in that owner occupants buy those properties. A good share of those properties are sold to people that are going to live in one of the units. Very rare, if ever, to see that in a five plus unit property. As you can tell, sales activity in the previous four quarters and Certainly the second quarter of the year isn't quite done yet, but you can see a pretty good chasm between the number of sales that occur on the three to four versus the five plus. Now, as you can see, the next slide is price per square foot on the two different product types. As you can see over the previous rolling four quarters, the two have really sort of maintained the price point. So we're not moving up. At this point, we're not moving down. My intuition is that the sales that are occurring here in the second quarter are sales that were consummated, rate locked, and went into escrow probably in the first quarter. And sometimes those things take 60, 90, 120 days, depending on how fast the loan can get done. I believe we're going to see a, maybe a little pairing back on the sale prices per foot. That's always your best common denominator. Some of the other metrics are very helpful. Gross rent multiplier, which we'll look at in a second, and cap rate. But those are all dictated by income streams, expenses, et cetera. Your lowest common denominator is always cost per foot, really on any sort of real estate transaction. So it's a very basic way to look at it with everything else stripped out. So here we see the real premium that we're paying for three to four units versus the five unit counterparts. This gives a great depiction of what a smaller sale price and a component of owner-occupied property will do. Obviously, that's a pretty big chasm between the two price per square foot, ranging from 75 to, let's say, $90. And taking a quick look at GRM, this kind of backstops what we were just talking about with price per square foot, but you're paying more for the each dollar of income received. Now, this is citywide data, and obviously, when you do that, you're taking all the zip codes, lumping them all together, and obviously, the different zip codes in Long Beach have quite a bit of different characteristics. So what we'll be doing in future episodes is drilling down into specific zip codes. And certainly if you have a, pro a property in 90804 or 90813, I do have the data that can tell you all you want to know about that particular zip code and maybe closer to what your particular building is worth. Because it does require noting that this is citywide. And we're just trying to draw a comparison and maybe a trend, which, you know, as I look at this, don't really see a huge defining trend as of yet. We'll see as we get into the summer as to how the rates affect transaction quantity and also the metrics that people are paying for properties. This has been the Everything Apartments podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christopher. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode coming soon.